Welcome to Memorabilia, a show about the not hot and the hot memes. This is episode four. Don't let your memes be dreams. We're Ann and Chris. One one symbiotic being, Ann and Chris. That's it. Spelt traditional spelling, A-N-N-I-N-C-H-R-I-S. Ann and Chris. (laughs) That's like our Star Wars name. And in Chris, yes. And in Chris. It's important um, to note that. Yeah, we'll figure out our backstory later. So, you know, <clears throat> first couple episodes, we were kind of getting our sea legs, hitting our stride. As it were. As it were. What other nautical uh, metaphors and, and, can we use? Well, now, like, I think we're we're hitting our stride, and the wind is at our backs. That's another, what it is. Yes. To use another nautical phrase, since we seem to be doing Sea legs. Wind is at our backs. We're getting there. Seafarers. Seafaring souls. <laughs> yeah, we. I don't know a lot about the ocean or maritime <laughs> jargon, so we really hit kind of the ceiling of my own knowledge. I will say our paper. synonym, our, our thesaurus for nautical words is through the roof. We use maritime, <laughs> naval, nautical. Now, that's pretty impressive. It's good. Perfect. Um, good. Oh, another thing that we discovered with episode three was because it was just Chris and I uh, that we decided that it actually makes more sense for us to maybe go predominantly without a guest uh, and then occasionally have someone join us when it makes sense, i.e. when we actually have stuff figured out, which we often do not. So, you know, we, when we can demonstrate that we have our shit together to people beyond ourselves, we'll, we'll start looping, looping people in, but we Mm -hmm. realized that, we got some learning to do, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, growth. That's 2019, guys. <laughs> growth mindset. <laughs> hey, growth, period. And 2019. Um, also, with episode three, we received more ratings and reviews, um, which has been really, really exciting for us. It was super exciting to see the, the reviews kind of p- pouring in all all three reviews pouring in uh but i gotta say i i i listened to our pot now i don't usually listen to myself because i have that, that whole this whole thing where i don't like listening to my voice um but i listened to it and i it was pretty good I, it was good uh, very very listenable um that's what i said but- remember after the first episode i sent you that text because I was just trying to verify the quality of the audio. And so I ended up listening to it. And my one sentence review to Chris over text was listening to episode one, surprisingly listenable. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good, that's a very good quote for that. Um, of course, I listened to mine at 1 a.m. in bed with my very, very, with my very pregnant wife, uh, taking the, taking the journey with me, uh, I listened to it out loud and I like, I just started, I just, it started playing and I, I blacked out and I, before long, I'm 50 minutes into this thing. And I realize I am doing the most narcissistic thing ever, which is like director's commentary over my own podcast out loud at 1am to my wife, who's trying to sleep and is being so polite about it, unnecessarily polite. And like, just listening to me, listen to my own voice and go, Oh, Oh, and this part. (laughs) And like, I, I just had such an epiphany. I'm like, I am, I am such, 
such an idiot right now. Um, you know what that reminds me of? Like the only thing that came to mind when you were telling me that this is what, first of all, Chris was actually like live texting me while he was subjecting his wife to this. Um, essentially live tweeting both <laughs> out loud and then texting the same things I'm saying out loud to my wife, to Anne, which is just, uh, just, oh, bathing in narcissism. But you know what I was thinking about is, did you ever watch Total Recall, the commentary Arnold Schwarzenegger edit with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. But all he's doing is narrating the movie. Just describing the scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, That's no. what I imagine you were doing, is you weren't so much even <laughs> offering any sort of unique insight <laughs> to the podcast, but you're literally just like uh, like narrating to, over yeah, it. To, like, I think the most used quote, the most <laughs> repeated quote was, wow, this isn't that bad. This is actually pretty good. <laughs> and Lori's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, this was funny. <laughs> like, just really bad commentary on everything. Um, so, yeah. So, we're uh, – but my wife got me back, which was uh, good. Uh, she uh, she apparently had a crazy episode that was unbeknownst to me um, where she, she came out – Yesterday morning, I was I was on my laptop working like a good corporate prisoner on a Saturday, and she comes walking out and she's like, "Hey, I want to go get Starbucks for you." And I was like, "Oh wow, that's very nice of you. Okay, great, cool." I'm like, "Do you want me to go with you?" And she's like, "No, no, no, you're working. It's fine. Whatever." I'm like, "All right, cool, thanks. Wow, all right, awesome. Let's go." Um, so she's like, gonna go and walk and get Starbucks. She disappears to go get like a jacket on or whatever. She comes back out like two minutes later. Like I, I can only imagine she's she's in there like like freaking out because she comes back out. And she's like, okay, because and I was like, <laughs> like I had accused her of something, and now all of a sudden, like no, her demons are catching up to her. She's like, because okay, I went to McDonald's this morning and maybe I got two egg McMuffins and maybe I ate one thinking that I would I would give you the other one. And then maybe I ate that other one too. And, and I was like, what are you talking about? So, so apparently she's like, I was driving. I got an egg McMuffin and a sausage McMuffin, okay? And I took a bite of one and I got it to half. But then I realized I wanted to eat more, but I wanted to save you some. So I took a bite of the other one and I bit half of that one. But then I realized that the other half was a little smaller than the one half that I had left. So I took another bite of the later half so that it evened out, right? But then I realized there wasn't really much left and she's like and then i just finished it okay i just finished it i was like I, i'm sitting there my hair is blown back i have no idea what's happening and i'm like <laughs> okay so apparently she had this like entire double life where she woke up went to mcdonald's got this got all this food ate it before she came back got back into bed fell asleep for another four hours and then i woke up and i'm dealing with this chaos so uh yeah that was uh my, yeah she has she had her moments too she so we kind of trade, we kind of trade some weird, weird moments with each other. I like that she was just racked with guilt out of nowhere. Like she almost she she could have gotten away with the perfect crime, perfect crime, and like all she would have looked like was a hero. And don't get me wrong, the the act of her initially going out at like apparently seven in the morning or some crazy time she went out on a Saturday. Um, the fact that she's seven a.m. is not crazy. I just want to point out. You're <laughs> acting like that's like four in the morning it is for or me. something. Well, she, she tended to the chickens. She got the cows fed. She got like <laughs> she got the ranch all set up. Uh, no, she um she went out. She got this food and she like can only look like a hero there, right? She's only being a hero. 
Um, and then she comes back and she felt guilty that she had eaten it all the, of the food that she hard earned by going to get it. And I was like, hey, whatever. Either way, I'm getting Starbucks out of this. So I'll just let you, I'll just let you go. So, <laughs> That's yeah. Perfect. There we are. You guys are, are couple goals. We're definitely weird. But uh, so, yeah, I think the whole the whole purpose of that rant was uh, the reason I started listening to it was actually my dad reached out to me. Uh who he called me up and like I, you had posted on a Facebook comment, I guess, right? Like that we oh, were yeah, doing right. a podcast, right? And I, I don't really yeah. put it out there too much. I'm a terrible marketer of myself. Um, and so you put it out Admit there. it. It's because you're ashamed. Because <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be less ashamed ever. I was like, wow, this is surprisingly listenable. Um, but yeah, my dad, my dad called me up and he's like, he's like, oh, you're, you're doing a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I got to say. You and that lady are hilarious together. You got real chemistry. You guys have a really good chemistry. And I'm like, all right, thanks, Dad. And he's like, and I, I went. He's like, I left you, <laughs> I left you a review, but don't worry, I didn't say I was your dad. Don't worry. I was like, all right, all right, Dad, thanks. And he's like, and hey, I just gotta say, to put it in perspective on how little I listen to podcasts, the last podcast I had was this Genghis Khan podcast that you maybe listened to five years ago. I don't listen to podcasts, and I thought you were really good. And I was like, Okay. Yeah, he binged. So for the record, he binged, listened to all three, to all, all three, three back to back. So basically, what we're saying is, Chris's dad is our biggest fan, uh, and also the fact that he did that. I didn't mention I was your father. Don't worry. Um, is the internet equivalent of being dropped off around the corner to not see with your parents? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass you in front of your cool friends. Dad. I didn't say I was your dad. He's the cool, he's the cool dad who dropped out. He's like, you go have fun with your friends. I just want to let you know that, like, I'm here if you need me, but I will never be in sight. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, dad. He's sitting at the last row of the movie theater so that, you know, he's making sure we're safe, but also wants us to have a good time. I'm 34. Like, it's cool to have my dad involved in my life. It's fine. I do find it, though, generally, like, so endearing that um, that your dad sought it out because he saw a rogue comment on Facebook mm-hmm. and that he started listening to it because of it. That is very sweet. And, yeah. you know, honestly, that's what's keeping this going. It's, it's, We're making it for him. My, my father. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. doing this for you, so, dad. Thanks, dad. Um, he's our pod dad. Pod dad. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but we also received our first review on Monday from sleepy underscore dude 98. It was meme dream team uh, 11 baby Yodas out of 10, which you, you, wow. you have you've represented it as just baby Yodas out of 10. <laughs> I know. I realized I was like, oh, that's not correct. But it does say 11 baby Yodas out of 10. My 11, notes were 11, good. Yeah, that was a very good improv. Um yeah, sleep the sleepy dude underscore ninety eight. No, sorry, the sleepy underscore dude ninety eight. Yeah, yep. That was very. So cool. we don't know who you are. Hashtag who is sleepy dude? But we really appreciate you being our first written review. Um, being called the meme dream team. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a the highest of honors. Especially it really from the is. Meme community, which is like. I feel like trolling is the more of the mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. to go there. And they're discerning. Yeah, they would you know? be like, these, these, these folks suck. And we'd be like, oh, wow, that means we're probably okay. Oh, man, maybe they're trolling us. Oh, no. You know what? Let's that just. endearing, though. 11 baby O's out of 10 is like a very. No, that's. It's on the nose. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. 
Uh, and then we received uh, even more re- – so our most recent review from Maymay Dinkboy. I don't actually remember what the review says, but um, – Oh, it's very okay. I think it's something about like they're doing – they are doing their best or something, right? I think that's what it says. Uh, it says uh, it is very okay. They are definitely trying their best. Do you know why I know that says that? Why? Because if you look at the timestamp on that, it might be around 1 a.m. <laughs> oh my gosh, so it's you? <laughs> That's astroturfing. We talked about this. You could delete it. I was actually, I was, I was like, is this actually that easy to post? Like, I literally was. This is the first time I've ever reviewed any podcast on Apple. So I was like, is it really that easy to post a review? <laughs> so I they made that you really point. buried the lead on this one. <laughs> yep. So that one's Chris, fine. Well, we can delete that one. If we have I don't know if I can. Do, I don't No, I don't think I can. Well, then. Hey, you know what? I'm We're a, leaving it up there. We have it on the it's record, on the record that, that it's you. Fine. Uh, yeah. I, so I didn't know. Your Honor, it's not astroturfing because we <laughs> it's, said it. It's just regular turfing. Because I have <laughs> I have come clean with the Astro side of that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the mystery's been solved. Well, I guess I mean the numbers say we have three reviews, we have two point but really one. we have two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if the thing if it sucked, I wouldn't have written anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, you would have just continued I, I, enduring <laughs> recording. So your Honor, I <laughs> I submit that this is this is a this is a quality podcast in earnest. I am saying that. Yeah, uh, Your Honor, we are eating our dog food, as they say. <laughs> so, you know, I believe yeah, in the really product. Sincere. We're we're schlepping, but we have five five star ratings. So, only re- review us if you have a five star rating. Is what I'm saying. If it's less than five, or one star. Honestly, like I just wish it was a yes, no. Do you like this or does? Oh, but yeah, like a yeah. three or three is an insult, just, and a four is fun. like, whoa, wait a second. Like, what was the difference between the fifth star and the fourth star? Yeah, just funny, funny or die me. Yeah, <laughs> but funny or die me. Like, be funny or small. die. Yeah, just give it the old, give the old thumbs up, thumbs down, Caesar style. Right. But, well, on that note. Continue to tell your friends it is uh, that time to give gifts and to enjoy your favorite creative programming around the fire or the Netflix fireplace. Mm-hmm. The Yule Log, whatever Yule Log you can get up on the screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Tell your friends. Yeah. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Tis the season. Mm-hmm. Memers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that it. Fun. That's the episode. That's, that's all we got. Bye. Yeah, fifteen minutes is all we can do. For that's you today. it. Uh, we're really running on E. I think Chris and I. E for energy. And empty is <laughs> the one I was coming to. So we're gonna talk e for picks. <laughs> <laughs> Talking. Uh, we're gonna talk about our picks for the week. Oh, but we'd be remiss. Because I think something that we didn't talk about, we didn't really make our methodology super clear. That's true. Uh, mainly because we don't have one. But we're going to change that and we're going to try to add a little bit more rigor. And we want you, listener, to know that we are thinking really critically about our meme picks. 
we put at least 30 minutes of prep into an episode at least at least if not 45 minutes of deep scientific thought and analysis mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the things that we are we are going to give to you so you can trust that the due diligence is being done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so when we were talking about our picks for the week, we wanted to we, like I I had found a I had found a meme that I love, um, but we kind of got talking more about the the greater meme sphere. So there's a, there's a meme out there that is um, uh, a therapist meme where it's, it's my therapist says uh, you need to open up more, and then I respond I can't do that, and then the therapist would go why not. And then I would reply, let me describe it to you visually. And the picture is um, just uh, fine china pressed up against this glass door that is like teetering on the edge. As soon as you open it, all the china is going to spill out and just like it's a completely disheveled closet. Um, So it made me giggle. I I gave it a little giggle. And then I was like, oh, this should be a hot meme. But I wouldn't predict that it'll ever be hot because it's really not uh, or it's really not a, uh, a meme that could be diverse enough like uh, memes to get like super pop culture and like hit the mainstream really need that like level of uh being able to di- to serve a diverse audience group and like diverse needs um so then Anne was very thoughtful and kind of bringing up this whole thoughts on genre oh yeah so so there is a genre called therapist colon no which is basically the format is oh it's also known as what do we do or what do we say so it's a according to knowyourmeme.com, is a dialogue snow clone. What is a snow clone? Do you know what that is? Is that snow like clone? the type of, of format? Oh, it's no, a part of... A... It's internet slang. Oh, snow clones are a type of phrasal templates in which certain words may be replaced with another. So it's like a Mad Libs. Stop. Was that part of the big stem cell debate back in the day? Cloning? Snow cloning? Um, I know cloning oh, okay. without the snow. So clone. So anyway, agree to disagree. Okay, hey, you know what? We just said we're trying to be scientific about it, but we're not scientists. You know, so don't hold. What I'm saying is, is we don't want any accountability for the things we say on here, or in general. Unless you like them, then we want all of the credit. Correct. We want all of the reward, none of the (laughs) risk. Is Is that that correct, Your Honor? As they're putting the handcuffs on us. Uh, okay, so it's a snow clone which grew popular on Twitter in the summer of 2019. The setup involves a therapist asking a patient when uh, when they encounter a problem. The patient responds with a jokey phrase to which the therapist replies, no. Having said that, there's um, a bunch of kind of, I think, iterations or versions of the therapist meme. But it's ultimately rooted in having an engage, like a, like a discussion or a dialogue with your therapist. Uh, so Chris didn't realize that there was a whole genre of therapist memes which which begged the conversation for when we did when we decide what what is hot and what is cold for the meme world we're talking about single individual memes and i think like when we when we talk about like the therapist meme here that is that is an individual meme that has such a niche audience and like niche use case that it probably won't get to that pop culture level of, of like being under the, the, the magnifying glasses. So you, you, it would be in your parents' Facebook feed, for example. Uh, it'll probably never get there, but the genre probably could as a whole. And like, oh, that's absolutely. One of those things where I'm like, 
do we do we input genres as like hot or not too? Oh, I, I, you know, it's funny that I didn't realize that we had kind of different approaches because to me, I tend to approach memes at the genre level. So oh. to me, like for instance, when you think about the Baby Yoda, um, there's like buckets of Baby Yoda memes, for instance, right? There's the slipping, sipping soup, uh. the being in the cockpit, messing with the radio. Like there's like kind of these like buckets of memes, but the things that go inside of that bucket may vary and maybe some versions of uh-huh. that will spike up and be more popular than others. But to me, I really like tend to bucket. So like the therapist memes, for instance, there's uh, uh, there was one from STFU underscore Sabs therapist. And what do we say when we feel like this? Me. It be like that sometimes. <laughs> therapist. No. <laughs> um, Chipotle actually got in on it on July 10th. Oh. Uh, therapist. That's it for today's session. Anything else you want to add? Me. Gua. Therapist, no. <laughs> okay. So that's like, so the, that those always end in no from the therapist. That's like the these, This specific one is no. Um, oh, yeah. These are all therapists. So things that is what do we say when we don't think or what do we do? That's it for today. So, I mean, yeah, ultimately it ends with therapists saying okay. no. But the things that happen, um, like this one was uh, at Technically Ron, therapist, and what do we say when we feel like this? Me. Less depressy, more progressy. <laughs> there you go. Therapist, no. So, yeah. So, the whole genre, uh, yeah. Nice. More progressy. So, yeah. So, anyway, I'm happy to have helped educate you, Chris, on the therapist Oh, oh, this wasn't a discussion. Genre. This was you educating me. Okay. Thank- mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate I said- it. Well, no, that's how I see this entire podcast is you, me. you educating me and then the audience <laughs> learns through me. I'm the lens through which yeah, the this is learns. the okay. meme version of idiot abroad. <laughs> I only, yeah, I'm unsuspecting. I have no idea. I signed zero contracts yeah. and I know zero concept of the show. Uh, well You're produced. Carl Pilkington. I am both Stephen Merchant <laughs> and Ricky Gervais. All of the best, all of the best parts <laughs> of the show. <laughs> And the mask. No, I love Carl. Carl is great. He's very dear. Yeah. Carl's great. No. (laughs) But uh but we're way less successful and way less interesting. I would say we're we're like immensely less successful, yes. Like (laughs) meteoric (laughs) meteorically less successful. Uh but I would say we're we're interesting folks. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's relative. So we're not afraid to share them, and I think that's what makes people interesting. That's true. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. By the way, I don't think that's up to us to decide. <laughs> well, I, like, I think it is. <laughs> hey, no, we're interesting. I'm, I'm not interesting. saying, I'm, yeah, this is me at 1 a.m. listening to my own podcast. Get, hey, i got some <laughs> interesting things to say. Uh, no, I'm thinking that I think, like, what makes folks interesting and, and love them or hate them, they're still interesting. Like, they, they have opinions and they're not afraid to say them to, to folks sometimes to their detriment <laughs> with a microphone in front of a huge crowd. But. In general, yeah. I think you're you're an interesting person if you can do that. Hey, you too, bud. Wow. <laughs> and on that introspective ego boost. <laughs> um uh oh, warm. So, you know, what's been sort of toasty on the meme front? <laughs> oh, warm. Uh fr- Friday the 13th came and went. I can't believe we actually forgot to bring it up uh or didn't bring it up in last episode. Uh it came and went, but there were some. S- I'm still alive. Huh? I didn't. I didn't die once on Friday the. 13th, yeah. And I thought that was like the whole point of the day, right? Like everything goes wrong. Oh yeah. 
Y2K. It's basically Y2K. I know. I mean, you're kind of acting like it's like Mercury in retrograde. I don't think that's quite like. Which, by the way, Mercury seems like it's always in retrograde. How the hell does anyone keep track of that? Every There's day, a site like Mercury's in retrograde. called "Is Mercury in Retrograde?" Oh, there you go. Wow, what a yeah. yeah. Google it. There were some solid Jason Voorhees memes. That was, you know, pretty good. Solid. Yeah. Oh, we received a <laughs> submission from a listener. Thank you for mm-hmm. for submitting it. That was so really nice. Um. That Do we, we have, have their say. name? I didn't get yeah, their name. David. David. Thanks, Thanks David. David. Um, so he linked me a subreddit called Prequel Memes. So, uh, of course, because that's all we're into is Star Wars. Um, it's actually the subreddit completely dedicated to, you guessed it, prequels, movies. Um, yep. So yep. a format that has been becoming very popular it, – well, okay, actually, before talking about the format, I'll just describe the meme to you. It's – uh, Darth Vader in the background, and it's those guys from that show, <laughs> Drake and Josh, <laughs> standing there with their like dumb helmets on, um, kind of just like quizzically looking at each other. Uh, and those dumb helmets. With those dumb helmets, and the the sub like the post's caption was Drake. Why is the door closed? <laughs> Which is actually what makes it funnier is is specifically the caption that went along with it. But the format is apparently also very popular. It's um, the format is called Drake. Where's the door hole? Uh, this was the origin of the meme was last year, but it the actual scene appeared in uh, 2007 in a Drake and Josh episode called Treehouse, uh, in which they are in a they end up somehow getting stuck or trapped inside of a treehouse with no door. Uh, and so apparently there is a line that's Drake, where's the door hole? Um, and the image itself is them in this treehouse, doorless treehouse, and they're sort of quizzically looking at each other. So uh, they have been composited in several situations. Um, so another one I found on February 10th, 2018, Redditor uploaded a Photoshop picture of the scene in which merged <laughs> the Star Wars Phantom Menace scene where Qui-Gon Jinn is slicing through the door with a lightsaber and Drake and Josh standing on the other side of the door, <laughs> 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 which is great. Uh, there's another one that looks like either maybe Zelda, lots of game, like kind of nerdy references so there's a sort of a yeah i mean it looks like an older game they're looking at each other in their front of a door it says you need a key to open this door i think it might be zelda wasn't there one you said about um getting getting the groceries in one trip no you're conflating memes am i okay i'll just i'll i'll hang on to that one (laughs) yeah put a pin in it we'll we'll get back to that one so um so prequel memes i did go through the subreddit or went through a few pages of it and it is really funny and then there's actual like non-prequel related content in there as well um but it's it there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in there so highly recommend it and to to get yourself up to speed if you want to use these in real life and impress your friends um you can go to www.reddit.com slash r slash prequel memes and you'll have a whole slew of use cases and and history there and uh you'll pull that that's actually that's kind of a that's a deep deep cut too right yeah. like that's not i don't think those are very mainstream at all so you would really impress some folks and be like wow you mm-hmm. really know great mm-hmm. meme mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there are 1.1 million uh redditors 
um, that are members or subscribed or whatever to that um, mm-hmm. subreddit. So, I mean, they really get pretty – like, I think this meme got, like, 9,000 upvotes or something. So, it's it's pretty – there's a lot All of right. there's a lot of stuff going on. In the meme world, you'd be well-regarded. Yeah, exactly. In pop culture, yep. maybe yep. not. Deep cuts. Although, I don't know. Drake and Josh was pretty mainstream, right? It was big. Yeah, yeah and, like, it was um, – I mean, it, I would say it was last decade for sure, but like last decade, it was huge. Like these memes, I remember these memes from Back a then. long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see they're still yeah. taken. So I am I am aware of the show and that it was on Nickelodeon, um, but I think it was a bit after my time. Uh, but I think if... Was it Nickelodeon? No, 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 no. No, it's Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, yeah. Right. Uh, but I am a, I was aware of, of the show and, and it's... That it was a popular program. <laughs> this is this is the admission of age right there. That statement. I I am aware that was a show. Yeah, I'm aware that uh, that's things that the young people liked. <laughs> no, you knew I, more about Drake and Josh. I know the show. No. I knew more about no, the did. show because, yeah, at the time I was dating someone who was into Drake and Josh. But that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Wait, you say neither? Isn't it neither? I say neither. Is this, is this a potato potato situation? I think it is, yeah. Except no one says potato. I've never met anyone <laughs> yeah, who says potato. Why is that even a thing? Yeah. Potato. I've heard tomato. I've never heard tomato either. I would totally run you out of the building if you said tomato. Oh, to I've heard tomato. I mean, tomato I don't say it. A, it's such a unnecessarily bougie. So I think neither, the reason I say neither is because neither feels more bougie to me. So like it, it makes me sound more erudite in my head when oh. I say neither. But I would never say tomato. Like, that's too erudite. And so does that mean you say either also instead of either? Well, I flex, but I would say I default to either. Either or. Either or. I, yeah, I don't know why. Huh, I, do I don't know. I just default to, I, default to neither. I think it's because I think it makes me sound smart. I think. That's that's my, my self-awareness hunch. Yeah. Well, you guessed wrong. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so on the backs of Star Wars-related content, Baby Yoda continues we to really burn, are right? Just Star Wars meme podcast. Yeah, now. we'll we'll get over this hump soon enough, listeners. It's we're a slow I swear burn. There are more out there. Yeah, they're just um, not hot. I mean, we don't. Yeah, we don't choose. We just yeah, it's the market, forward. guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna yell at us when we go into a meme depression, or <laughs> or recession. Or we're sitting here. That's not our fault. Sixty minutes of advertising to pay the bills because we have no memes to talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> running, running ad advertisements during the meme apocalypse. Um. So my pick, uh, for this week, um, for Baby Yoda. So if you watched episode six, this isn't a spoiler. There's a um a very brief scene, uh, in which, uh, our little one is hiding kind of behind a crate, and there's these sort of, um you know, moments where he's sort of peeking over his shoulder or kind of around a corner. And I texted Chris and said, I think immediately and said, these were my predictions um, that baby Yoda hiding or kind of peering around the corner uh, would be huge. What was the other one I said? Uh, Oh, him getting dropped mm -hmm. was going to be a big deal. Um, I, I guess maybe more in that like people were going to talk about it, which I guess isn't really a meme because people did talk about it, but there were 
funny reaction memes to come out of Baby Yoda being so dropped. Many. And within within a day, you were 100% right on the looking over your shoulder and it's the, the me hiding from my own problems. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just Baby Yoda peering out from this like box. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect so- and very relatable. But the one that's actually trending that um, I, I didn't anticipate – I knew that the scene maybe would get used or like a gif of it, but it's really like a freeze frame of baby Yoda looking at, uh, I I don't want to keep saying him because we don't actually know if it's a boy or if it has a gender. So it's baby Yoda's looking at its hand and sort of in awe. And it says, when you get all the groceries in one trip, which is really great. So I think what it's trying to present is this like, oh, I have this unknown or untapped super ability. Oh, this is perfect. So when we were talking about this, I was still on the Drake and Josh thing when you were talking about this. And this is the one. Yeah, this that this is perfect. Like the fact that this is so relevant that that one I think is going to be used every time because it's just like looking down and and realizing you have you're like holy hell, I'm magical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. having this epiphany. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Where it's like like I did all the laundry. Yeah, they're massive and like. I think in general, the anytime you can look down, like any anytime you have someone looking down at their hand, um, in absolute disbelief, uh, and just realizing that they have this magical power is like that. The use case is phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I think that the the Baby Yoda piece was incredibly timely. Incredibly, um, it's it's very very good to have. Welcome, welcome, old Fred. You've become both a genre and a, and a solo meme. And I've learned all about that Baby Yoda is its own genre now. Yeah, it really is. Well, I would say there's the highest tier is Baby Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's buckets of Baby Yoda, which are looking at its hand. You know, it goes back to the buckets. Yeah, I was looking at it too micro. You're, you have a very macro perspective. Hey, this is why we're a team. We're a good team. You're elevating my game. My meme game. Well, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. So thank you. I'm gonna. That's gonna buoy me through the rest of the year. Oh, this is this is this episode is too really uplifting. We have a lot of yeah. We uncharacteristically, have a lot of levity. Yeah, here. yeah, because they were so laden before. <laughs> really heavy stuff. Those previous episodes. <laughs> There's so much gravity in the other episodes. <laughs> what with the memes and the baby Otis. Uh, on the cooling front, whole lot of bubkis. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think there's, uh, I, like, to to have things cooling, you ha- you need to have had things, and I don't think we've had much mm-hmm. since ba- Baby Yoda's dominating yeah. right now. Every every Facebook feed I see, uh, Baby Yoda's dominating, and of course, like, it's worth noting that the meme verse has a ton of things flying around on any given mm-hmm. day at any given mm-hmm. time. So there are always flashes in the pan here and there, but we're trying to really capture that that cream off the top there, and Baby Yoda's just dominating. Yeah, everything. there's not there's there's no room. It's for a race for a second. It's a race for second and a distant second yeah, right now. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's not even close. Yeah, I agree. Actually, funny enough about Baby Yoda. So uh, Hasbro finally released an official plush doll. And of course, because this was the whole thing was built for, for, for marketing. marketing I get the sense, though, that they were not actually prepared, which is insane to me, like how they weren't ready for this, because it's like engineered to one, to be adored, two, to have merch, crazy amounts of merch made in its likeness. I think they're ready to be shipped in time for the holidays. So it's, you know, obviously it's like, you know, this year's Furby. I mean, I don't know, like 
Mm-hmm. That's like a thirty-year-old you know, reference. Like, I, <laughs> like what? I love oh, twenty. <laughs> how long ago was that? Like twenty-something years ago. But you know, is it this year's Red Rider BB gun? <laughs> I'm from Vaudeville. Yeah, I'm from one of a Tumblr. Um, so they're flying off the shelves. But I was reading. Um, well, I, it must have been an article or something talking about how they're like tons of pre-orders uh, are being secured and stuff, but that the actual Mandalorian character will not have any merch or any action figures or whatever until like mid next year. So I really think they they sped up production specifically for Baby Yoda. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I I love to like I love to imagine Disney jo- join me on this setting, if you will. I love to imagine Disney, right? And they they have. They're, they're, I, I picture them kind of like a Santa's workshop kind of vibe. Like there's just like hustle bustle, a lot of singing while people are working. And uh, they get like, the, they have this pre-crime unit almost like from Minority Report where <laughs> they, they see one baby Yoda thing and a ball comes shooting down a like tube here from like some pool of psychics. Uh, and like the, the ball travels down and in there is like their chief creative officer or whatever. And he or she picks it up and they look at it and they go, baby Yoda's hitting. Baby Yoda will hit. And they rush to like, they just, everyone converges and they start like building all these prototypes and they're like, this baby Yoda will sell great. And then the pre-crime unit like, drops another ball, like go with baby Yoda A1. Uh, and then they, boom, it's been time I for like the holidays. The like group Goldberg <laughs> company you've envisioned. <laughs> the thoughts always manifest as some like tube ball device or some like steampunk, <laughs> cyberpunk version of like those bank tubes, like the, the money up yeah. or whatever. So what you just described, did you ever see the movie Headsucker Proxy? Yes. Uh, my grandfather made me watch that movie when I was like 12 in theaters. And it was I thought it was the worst movie of all time because I was 12. <laughs> right. That is actually – I think he might have been torturing <laughs> you because as a 12-year-old. But have you seen it since then? Like have no. you seen it at a time where you I would have appreciated it Robbins as an adult? Okay. Tim Robbins, right? Tim Robbins. It, yes, it was very much Tim Robbins. But what you described really was that, right? Where it was this like monolithic toy company, and Tim Robbins's character was this kind of lowly, um, you know, like I think he might have worked in the mailroom, and yeah, and he had this idea. And so to paint this for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Hudsucker Proxy is a Coen Brothers movie from the I think the mid nineties, like ninety five. Oh, it was Coen Does Brothers? That sound about right? Yeah, it's a Coen Brothers oh, wow. movie. That was around like Fargo time, yeah. you know, not uh, only a couple years Coen after Brothers Fargo. 12. Yeah, that's... No, for sure. I mean, a lot of adults still don't appreciate Coen <laughs> Brothers. Burn so as it, it's it, it is a uh, so it's a very sort of this like 1940s noir. You know, it has kind of like that very grayish mm-hmm. sort of uh, aesthetic. Um, but it's basically the Monopoly game kind of come to life. But it's about this like monolithic toy company. Tim Robinson's character works in the mailroom and he has this idea for a child's toy um, that he wants to pitch to the, you know, top brass of this company. But whenever he would talk about this idea, he would just bring out a piece of paper from his wallet and there's a circle on it. He said, I have an idea for a toy. And he'd hand it over to a person. And they're like, uh, and they'd look at it sort of puzzled. And he goes, you know, for kids and that is what you just described is like the yoda and they're like you know for kids uh but basically he invented his idea was the hula hoop oh that that was his that was his toy idea but uh but the in coen brothers fashion comedy of errors it just unravels super hard i remember the ending scene which i don't want to spoil it but it's 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 a tough one it's a doozy and, and that at 12 it scarred me i i remember nothing in the movie i just remember 
I remember the, the, ending, yeah, the, yeah. the plunge, as it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very good. Highly recommend. I do think it's one of the less celebrated, like, like a very underrated Coen Brothers movie. I recommend you watch it. Uh, me, like now as an adult, okay. yeah. And I think you'd have a renewed perspective. But that's weird. And then you'll just think about your Disney pre-crime, <laughs> your Minority Report meets Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, it sounds like it's. It sounds like maybe I was just regurgitating their plot. Am I gonna go to jail for two things? One, astroturfing my own <laughs> podcast. Two, <laughs> plagiarizing a Coen Brothers movie from the '90s. I think it was the '90s, right? Yeah, I think it was like '94 or '95. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, hey. here it is. Whatever. So what we're saying is uh, Chris doesn't have an original thought. I don't. In I his just body. Re- I just regurgitate movie quotes. Uh, You're just sheep. I'm just a, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just sheep. I, I, I do have an uncanny ability to recall sounds though. And I was talking about this earlier. Like, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I wake up and I'll just randomly have a, a jingle. Bless you twice, by the way. And oh, damn it! To, Why did you bring it up? While she's sneezing. <laughs> um, I, I wake up sometimes and I just have random jingles and songs stuck in my head from like the 80s and 90s. And I don't know how they get there. Like, And, and Lori made me keep like a almost a dream diary, essentially, of like the songs <laughs> that are stuck in my head randomly during the day. But like, I've had like the Juicy Fruit commercial from... Um, like the 80s or whatever, like Juicy Fruit is gonna move you, soft and sweet, it gets right to you, Juicy Fruit, the taste, the taste, oh, wait, this is perfect, this actually segues me into a meme, because there are, this is what I said, I love audio memes, because for some reason, I just, it, it grabs me, um, there's there's a meme where, you know that, do you know that jingle, Anne? Oh, yes, yes, okay. the jingle, so you're the talking taste, about the, the Juicy Fruit, yes, gonna move uh-huh. ya. so there's an audio meme where it's for, for like, two minutes they just go they're like the taste 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 it's just going through the same ending of the commercial so i think that that's funny that you bring that one up because you know there was that time where foo fighter songs were getting the similar treatment the best the best the best but they play the entire riff of the actual like oh that's true the chorus underneath yeah that's right like it goes perfectly um, another similar one was someone edited the Eminem "Lose Yourself," and it just ended. It, every verse ended with "Mom Spaghetti." Mom Spaghetti, yeah, Mom Spaghetti is very. Famous it's one. very famous, yeah. So, yeah, audio Actually, memes are pretty good. Guild, that's the name of my guild in my Final Fantasy fourteen days. Is Mom Spaghetti? Oh, perfect for that meme. But yeah, I I love that whole world of fun memes. Yeah. And on that note, I think we should move into up and coming predictions. For what's going to be hot and not tomorrow. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's your show too. Hey, it's a democracy. We're a flat organization. This podcast. I thought you were, I thought you were teaching. So I was asking. I was raising my hand. I don't appreciate your sarcasm. <laughs> but yes, please uh, continue. So, so Mr. Rogers, I think. Uh, so movie came out. So speaking of movies, um, Mr. Rogers movie came out. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you should totally go see it. I have not seen it and will not see it because I'm a wuss and I don't like crying during movies and I will guarantee cry during the movie. I almost cried during the trailer, uh, but you should totally go see it because to support him because I just that's one I'll have to wait to come out to see. Should we do a special uh, like in between episode where we go see it together and then we do a brief recap? I will. I will. I will cry. So. Oh, we should. We're gonna go way over if I get on this on this topic, but like 
talking about emotions and movies and like i have this weird thing where like when i'm at the movie theater i kind of clam up and i don't i don't have emotion uh-huh. i i watching alone like the youtube video literally the youtube video of the last few minutes of homeward bound the incredible journey i will cry to you 100 of the time when shadow starts limping out of the oh leaves. yeah like, oh i missed you so much i like even now i'm getting like tingles like i'm yeah. gonna lose i'm gonna lose it right now <laughs> uh but it, for some reason in a theater like i i don't I don't cry during movies, but like I want to. I just like something happens where you get like, like the get, crying yips. I get the yips. Yeah, yeah. I actually get the yips, yeah. and it's very strange. Yeah, I don't know, but we should totally we should see it to see if I it'll it'll get me. Yeah, because I'll get all the feels to cry. I just yeah. don't know if I will. I am very weepy. Like I think like honestly, most things can make me like it will. Like, it's not even that it makes me cry. Like I, it's almost like a impulse that I can't that I have like no control over. Um, so things that get me choked up, just even like thinking about like, so for Homeward Bound, mine are uh, se- the Central Bark episode of Futurama. Oh my God. Oh, uh, Jurassic uh, Park, Jurassic Park. And oh, Jurassic Park. Heck. That's right. Not Central Park. That one is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Why was I thinking Central Park? Is that a well, reference to like, somewhere else? I mean, he's from, I think he's in New York. Oh, he is so in New York. Yeah, yeah. but you're right. Stuff, it is, so you're right. It is Jurassic Park. That, Ugh, ending brutal destroys brutal. me it's so well, sad like, i'm sure he lived a good life and like oh they flash back and he's just waiting oh. for fry the whole time oh why are animals always at the center of my devastation i mean it's because i mean that's probably its own entire episode but it's because it we don't deserve them oh you know i mean that's what is it that comes why? down to yeah because like we have my cat tank and like i love him to, i hate cats i love tank and uh every day like at least once a day i obsess over the fact that like he's gonna one day die and Lori hates it because i say i'm like i'm gonna be you're setting me up for such devastation i hate you right now because like he'll just be licking me or whatever i'm like "Uh." but like (laughs) i was validated though because we shared a train ride with strangers uh to to a hockey game uh like last wednesday and we sat next to this really cool couple um that were that were also going to the game and uh, we just struck up a conversation, and they were talking about their dog, and the woman's boyfriend also, she's like, yeah, he weirdly obsesses about this the dog dying. It's a puppy, and she re- he weirdly obsesses about this dog dying one day, and I'm like, I don't know if there's a defense mechanism in here where, like, the more I think about it or the more we think about it, the like the easier it becomes, I think. Like, if you always think about it, it becomes, like, kind of, like, a thing that's not a, a shock more to real, you, I yeah. guess. I don't know if yeah. it's a defense mechanism, but, yeah, like, I just animals in general they just i'm like yeah maybe we don't deserve them we don't because they're the best also what's another thing that like makes me oh just watch i actually didn't watch the dumbo remake but just watching the trailer genuinely upset me in what way just like because they well so there's that scene it was in the original animated version and they kind of like recreated it in the in the reboot Mm -hmm. uh, where dumbo's mom puts her trunk like through like the cage and sort of like swaddles him or like kind of hugs him with her trunk. And I'm just like, like it it was upsetting when I was a kid upsetting again as an adult. And it's like, it's like so upsetting, but I I actually didn't see the movie. I don't, so I don't know if it was like any good or not, but like just that scene like upset me to my core. Is that just the trailer that does that to you too? Or like, is it, it was just the trailer. Yeah. The trailer was enough. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? Oh, and then this is not movie or show related, but there's that meme 
or not, sorry, not a meme. It's a comic of also very sad about like, you know, a, a you know, pet going into, oh. he was at, he's, the dog is at the gates, mm-hmm. the pearly gates. And, you know, there's like the grim reaper at the gate saying, Hey, you, you know, you ready to come in? And the dog says, was I a good boy? Oh no. And the grim oh, reaper no. says, no. And then the last frame is you, you were the best. Oh. And he has a little bag of doggy treats and you're like, no. What are you doing to me Ooh. right now? It's so sad. Someone posted that on my feed when Bowser died last year and I oh. just like sobbed. Oh no. Yeah. I can't do that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was a mess. Analyzing this. Like I think my, uh, I don't cry during sad scenes in movies, but I will cry during inspirational scenes in movies. So like shadow coming back, right. That's a, that's an uplifting moment, right? Like you're oh, overjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, yeah. I almost like, this is the, the dumbest thing I'm about to admit to all one of our listeners. Um, the, I, I, I teared during Captain America saying Avengers assemble in the, in, in Endgame. I, oh, that's epic. But it it was that, so yeah, epic. No, no, and like, it's like chill. It represents such a culmination of like such a journey over like 10 years, you know, and you know, this is yeah. the final fight kind of thing. And he finally says his yeah. line. Like I, I like, I almost, yeah, I, I, that one got me too. Like inspirational moments, I think get me more than the set. Like for some reason, sad moments, I clam up during Ed Med movies, mm. but. Mm. Uh, you should probably talk to a therapist about I that. Probably... <laughs> if anyone out there wants to <laughs> join me in a, in a therapy session. Feel free to email us at memorabiliapodcast at gmail.com. Are, are you okay? Uh, my dog is barking, and which is really upsetting me because Josh is supposed to be on animal duty. Okay. But instead, he's chilling on our couch. <laughs> and I'm hoping I'm speaking loud trying, enough for him for to, me to... The, the eye dagger is coming out of... Uh, <laughs> towards... But he's... Yeah, he's, he's just hanging out on the couch, letting our dog bark. <laughs> And I don't know why. <laughs> um, well, I'll talk real quick in that about Mr. Rogers. That's really. Are you kidding me? I really wish this is the most. I really wrong. wish these are the moments where I wish we were like filming. We had some sort of visual recording yeah. because Josh is looking at me, <laughs> wondering why I'm giving him <laughs> a hard time. And it's because he's letting our dog yap all over the place. So anyway, I mean, I'll try editing the bark out if it came oh, through, but or not. Maybe I won't. I heard, I heard nothing. Um, oh yeah. Oh okay. Good. Mr. Rogers, I think there's going to be a resurgence of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I can't. Every time, every time I start to to look at at my section, uh, you you look away and you're just giving this like, oh, what are you doing? You're like like like. <laughs> <laughs> like Italian Italian restaurateur that's yelling at his staff, you know? Uh, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so perfect. Uh, I'm calling him a Jamo. <laughs> You're a bunch of jabronis out here. Um, so, Mr. Rogers, I think we're going to see, uh, because that movie hit, uh, there is a very good Mr. Rogers meme uh, that floats around. Um, and it's basically Mr. Rogers drawing a, uh, a picture. It's two frames. On the left frame, uh, Mr. Rogers is drawing a picture, and he says... Um, I'm not, I probably won't draw it well. And then on the next frame, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and I think I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good at it. Right. Which is key. Sorry. Yeah. He said on the left frame, it's just, I'm not very good at it. And it's him drawing a picture and then it zooms in on the picture and he's like, but it doesn't matter. And he's drawing a house. It looks like, or whatever that, that the point that that doesn't really matter. I think the, the key is, 
Um, I'm not very good at it in the left panel with Mr. Rogers saying it and then the right panel, but it doesn't matter. You could put anything there. Like for me, parenting, 100%. Like that would be the meme for me <laughs> where you put like, where you zoom in on his picture. He's like, but it doesn't matter. He's writing the word parenting or something. Um, I think anytime someone wants to be self-deprecating about a thing and just lean into the fact that they're poor adults at a thing, um, they're, they're going to use that meme. So I think, and with uh, Mr. Rogers being out, I think that one's going to be a buy for me. Apparently, there is a, a popular version. So this, you know, like you said, like this format could be used to describe a lot of things. But a very popular one, apparently, according to Know Your Meme, is uh, so it has the I'm not very good at it, it, but it doesn't matter, like on top of each other. And it says, how's life? <laughs> I'm not very good. So at how's it. life? I'm not very good oh, at it, but it doesn't matter. They're it up. Um, another one that was recent. This was a day ago on cheeseburger.com. The Libertarian Party trying to win elections. I'm not very good at it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, so those two are Got are it. recent. Um, yeah, yeah, very think- funny. Yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of things like the you know saving money, yep. being disciplined, yeah, it, like you could input working yeah, out, fitness, like uh, eating healthy, like all of us. I'm not very good at it, but it doesn't matter. And like it's just a can of Chef Wardy yeah. is the thing he's drawing or something. Like yeah, that's a- this podcast, this podcast, perfect. That's that's our next post right there. I'm not very good at it, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, <laughs> boom, eating our own dog food. Look at that. Yeah, look at yeah. That. How's the podcast? <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, None of this matters. Yeah. No, that's good. I think that one, uh, yeah. that's my up and coming prediction for the next uh, That's a good months. one. Um, and maybe we'll make it, we'll make it viral ourselves. We'll, we'll make it happen because we're going to use it for our stuff. Yeah. Be great. And that's, you know, all that matters. And then I think uh, I've been seeing a, a resurgence of stuff and it's, it, it's important. I think we kind of talk about resurgence. So uh, I've been seeing a lot of distracted boyfriend, which I mean, for those of you that don't know, you're cave must be lovely but uh the distracted boyfriend is this very very famous meme um that is uh basically a a gentleman walking with his uh what appears to be lady friend hand in hand uh turning around to sneak a peek at someone else he fancies uh and the 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 girlfriend that he's with clearly catches him and has this look of disgust on her face so people use that for everything to describe like when you're trying to shun one thing, when you're knowingly like have a wandering eye for one thing that is perceived to be better. But a lot of times the, the troll community of memers use it for something worse. <laughs> um, so we saw this a lot with, um, with artifact where uh, like the, the game mm-hmm. community where, where uh, it was uh, the, the boyfriend was valve um, and the, the, the disgusted girlfriend was the half-life three like highly anticipated never made half-life 3 sequel and instead they turn around he's turned around he's checking out artifact which is this card game clone which was obviously received to not so much hype and uh <laughs> mostly discussed by the community um but yeah so like there, it's using a lot of uh, cases like that and i've been seeing it come back around for uh for stuff for like hallmark movies and um Oh, that's funny. Yeah, like just like uh, like Elf or something would be the girlfriend, and then you look as like now nah, Lifetime movies or Hallmark Christmas movies, which are like obviously they cater to a very specific audience. I will not speculate on them. I don't think they're as well made as say an Elf <laughs> or a uh, I don't know Christmas Carol or Christmas Story. Um, it's funny that you bring this up because um, I know exactly. I don't need to speculate who this demographic is. Um, my very lovely in laws. Oh. Uh, love, love Hallmark movies. Mine too. 
they love them. So whenever we go up there, you know, if we go up there to visit during, if it could be Thanksgiving, it could be Christmas, it does not matter. That TV is on only playing Hallmark movies. It's incredible. And what's so weird to me is that despite the fact that they're pretty, you know, they're TV movies, um, I get sucked in. Do you? I, wa- I watch it. I mean, yeah, I'm not there, I'm not suddenly like a fan. I just find myself just getting sort of like invested in the story. <laughs> I think there's, there's just there's something like my lizard brain. Yeah, if there's moving pictures on the screen, yeah. it's something that catches you. I'm like a baby that gets like stuck in its like bouncy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? That like sling bouncy yeah, the, the bounce. sling chair yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, you should be the expert. I think it's called the... No, it's not a jumper. No, no. It's like, it almost, it's like, sort of like this shape. Yeah. Like this. And then they kind of like... It's a jolly jumper exerciser. It's like a little, uh, it's like a... No, you're talking about the thing where the feet dangle. Yeah, that's not what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the thing that's shaped like, like, do you see that? What are you I'm making like a 45 degree angle and it's like a, like a hammock chair almost. A hammock chair. And it makes it... Yeah, so you kind of lean at like a, maybe a forty-five degree angle, uh-huh. and you can see the TV. Whatever. Oh, are you this, talking about like a rocker? Is it a chair that the adult sits in while rocking the baby? A rocker? No, I'm talking about the thing you put the baby in. All okay, right. hold well, on. Now, now hold now on. I'm frustrated. Okay, now we're doing it. Now you're frustrated. Explaining baby, it and I'm frustrated retaining it. So it's it's not a sling. That's not the image I want. Baby. Uh, my wife like is probably going to listen to this and just be disgusted with me as a future parent. Uh, okay, it's not a hammock either. It's like, you know what, I'll figure it out. Oh, okay, no. It's called, um, here, let me send you the copy image okay. address. Okay, here, I'm sending it to you. Okay. I mean, this is oh. like a high-tech oh. one, but this is more or less what okay. I'm describing. Yeah, I got you. It's a seat, yeah, that you buckle them into, and then they kind of, yeah, they bounce in it. I don't think we have one of those, though. Yeah, but it's sort of at like a 45, like you're leaning, yeah. the baby's leaning at sort of a 45-degree angle, but Back. it's also optimal angle for tv watching oh okay so yeah you just sink in you know this, what i mean this, so just yeah ball yeah. pit of, a, of yes. a chair yeah so me i in that and i just get like engrossed in the hallmark holiday movie universe wow. that i i cannot believe that we both like I, it is my in-laws too which the, it, uh, my brain immediately went to oh it's made for in-laws but those are someone's parents so for them to be in-laws right so so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. My my mom and dad, I don't think watch Hallmark movies. My in laws adore them, and oh yeah, my parents don't watch Hallmark movies. Yeah, it's it's. You know what my mom? You know what my parents watch? A lot of true crime, apparently. Seriously? So apparently, the fascination is biological. It's like hereditary, so it really explains why. Yeah, because I'm talking to my mom on the phone. This was maybe a few weeks ago, and she goes on some like tangent during our call about just like, I don't know, you know how our parents will get into like, just talking about like the crime that is happening around the world, you know, like, it's just like, Oh, what world do we live in with all these crazy crimes? And you're like, you know, like that the world is like somehow yeah, this like worse place than it was before. And it's like, you know, like, no, it's, it's the same as it always was. It's, it's just relative. We, we know yeah. everything that's happening just, now. We're all, yeah. And it's just, they're just different issues, right? So, but she goes on some like, you know, rant about it. And then she goes, you know, she's like, I was watching on TV. It was like some sort of basically like a forensic files type show. And she was just talking about how like, you know, like you got to be careful. Or I think I was, the reason it came up is because I was telling her I was going somewhere. 
And she said, oh, are you going with a friend? And I was like, yeah. She's like, good. Because, you know, if you go by yourself, someone's going to take you. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then she goes on about how she watched this, like, Forensic Files episode or something <laughs> like that. And there's always some sort of, like, dramatic oh, reenactment, you know, yeah. like, dramatization of the incident. Anyway, but that's, like, apparently all sh- – I think that's, like, that and, like, maybe, like, Korean dramas. Really? It's, like, all she watches. Yeah. But I did get my mom to see Parasite. Oh, Okay. I, yeah, I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, which is it was fantastic. Oh, great! Fantastic. Oh my gosh, so good, so good, and like just really makes me proud of Not my people. Not at all what I thought. No, Not no, at all no, what no. I thought. Because like when you hear Parasite and you hear it's going to be a horror movie, I immediately thought like supernatural slash science fiction. He's known for sort of those like revenge dystopian type films, and so yeah, it really is just so like wildly novel and <clears throat> like super creative. Um, and so I got. And because it's entirely in Korean, I was like, this is a movie my mom can go see. But I was a little reluctant because she's like really old school and like pretty conservative. But I, because I knew about her love of true crime, I was like, you know what? I think she might be into it. So mm-hmm. I recommend it. And she saw it. She saw it the next day and she called me. What do you think? Um, well, so she calls me and she's like, I just saw the movie and – I was like, what did you think? And she's like, it was so violent. I have a headache (laughs) was the first thing she said. But then she got into it and said she really thought like the story was interesting, like really, you know, like unique and interesting and not at all what she expected. And then in general, I think she just felt very proud that a Korean movie is like being played not in these art house movie theaters, but in like, you know, AMCs. Oh, yeah. And like rival Hollywood yeah. as far as reception. Yeah. Like any Hollywood release, it was right. Yeah. Up there. So I think really a lot of her enjoyment, I do think, was probably derived uh, because she just saw that it wasn't just like a theater full of Koreans, but just actually like moviegoers, like the, the general yeah, movie. Yeah, subtitle movie yeah. and we're super cool. Like, yeah. I was great with yeah. it. It was I, um, awesome. Uh, so I really loved that. I got her to see it and she actually enjoyed herself. So, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, nice. my parents don't watch Hallmark movies, but our in-laws do. So I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of like in-law code. There's some in-law code, like as yeah. you're you're activated, like uh, like in Zoolander, or like the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> Relax plays, and all of a sudden you have to like walk over like a like a robot and turn on Hallmark Channel. Or there's like a deal that our parent, like you and I, our parents are making with our in-laws. Like there's some sort of like, okay, our kids are getting married. What stereotypes? What are, like are what, we filling? <laughs> they have the book of stereotypes. They blow dust off. <laughs> they're like, gather around, gather around. They light yeah. a candle. Yeah. And they open it yeah. up. They're like, do we want to uh, to argue over politics at Thanksgiving? No, no, no. We won't do that one. Okay, that's fine. And they all have an agreement. And yeah. Hallmark yeah, movie yeah, yeah. somehow makes it. One family must adhere to Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it the so. only. Yeah. Yeah. Let it be. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. I'm a little sad that one uh, has not heated up as much as I thought it would. But I wouldn't call it cooling because it never heated up. Yeah, it's warm. I mean, it's tepid. Tepid. Yeah, it's it's the uh, if you if you dipped your toe in, you'd be like, eh. you wouldn't you wouldn't freak out because it was cold. You wouldn't freak out because it was hot. Yeah, it's fine. It wouldn't be inviting. You're just doing a Larry David. Eh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, whatever. Um. So, of course, tis the season. For your memen. For your memen. It is the meme seller where we bring out our finest vintage. The memes that we bring out 
uh, on special occasions, the ones you serve your grandma. When your in-laws um, want to watch Hallmark movies at your mm-hmm, place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you treat them to these. Yeah, yeah. The ones that you bring out for very special occasions, but they're kind of your, in a way, your role safe also. You know, like the ones that you know are going to nail it. Um, so, you know, this is the season. We got holiday. Holiday, holiday. means. And I think this parlays perfectly from Distracted Boyfriend is a fantastic vintage meme into um, resurgence of Christmas memes. And I I don't think there – I mean, barring any major new event, I don't think there will be many new Christmas memes unless, like, a toy catches fire or something. Um, Oh, you mean literally. Yeah, quite literally or figuratively. But I mean, like, actually, yeah, like if it becomes popular or catches fire. Tickle Me Elmo probably would have been a big one. Speaking of a vintage toy or a toy catching on fire, so uh, I I really love thrift shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like especially with like the time off I've had from work. So. Wait, what? Uh, thrift store. That was your song, right? Uh, that was nice. That's okay. awful. Sorry. It's terrible. I'll shut yeah. myself out. Is this the exit? Let me off, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. So I love go- thrift thrifting i get like total like buyer like shopping highs from it because i just love finding uh especially stuff that's just like really rare or collectible like the whole like buying elvis's motorcycle at a garage sale sort of stuff so last week i was um out with a friend and we had decided to go thrift shopping after and we went to this really like kind of small locally owned thrift store and it's one of those places where even though it's small there's just like I wouldn't say like, it's not like a hoarding situation where like stuff's piled on top of each other. It's just, it's like a small but mighty thrift shop that has just like a lot of like great stuff. Okay. And there's this sort of, um, there was a bookshelf sort of in a tucked away in a corner and I, it, it's not kind of predominantly placed. It's not an easy to spot location. And I kind of peep over and I see this plush, like this stuffed animal And I was like, oh, my God, it has kind of – it's, like, still in cellophane. It's not new, but it's just sort of wrapped in plastic. And I I kind of immediately get a sense, like, this is something familiar. And so I go to investigate, and I pull the plastic off of it, and it's a Teddy Ruxpin. Get out of here. Yeah, from 1985, and it's in great condition. Like, it's not, like – you know how like just stuffed animals over time that get used, they kind of get matted up and they yeah. just get kind of dingy. It is in get, great condition. Yeah, like the the mouth still move. Like I can still like articulate the mouth and the eyes open and close. There is a one hundred percent chance that thing is possessed. Oh, one hundred percent. Well, so so I open the back and I'm looking at you know where the cassette goes and like the battery casing and stuff. It's yep. nothing is like cracked and it's in really, really great shape. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to test it there by asking if I could just use one of their cassette tapes. Uh, unfortunately it didn't turn on. And so I chalked it up to maybe the batteries. Be- mm-hmm. I mean, the batteries looked new inside, uh, but it wasn't turning on, but I figured they were having like a store wide sale. So I ended up getting it for like 15 bucks, which felt reasonable considering even if it doesn't work i love the fact that like there's a part of my childhood that i can reclaim so i bring (laughs) the teddy ruxman home and i show josh and he's like oh my gosh i can't believe it like this is so cool he's like hell yeah he was super excited because we're we both have like high nostalgia with with this toy and so it's about bedtime and i'm kind of like messing around with it and trying to like swap the batteries and stuff but i kind of give up for the night and so i place it Teddy Ruxpin on our dresser with its eyes open facing oh the bed. My and Josh God. is trying to get into bed and he's like, you need to put that 
somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for being the voice of reason here, because if I saw that, I would be like, absolutely not. And I can tell you how the story ends. It ends with you go back there and the, the toy is gone. Now it's at the foot of your bed. You're like, I didn't, didn't you put this here, Josh? This is weird. And like, all of a sudden it'll be like behind your breakfast cereal. When you pull it out, you'd be like, this is weird. What's going on? You throw it out and it's in like the bathroom the next day. And then it starts talking to you. It starts telling you events that are about to happen. So you're going to be like, you're going to go to the store today. And like, you go to the store, you get the thing, you come back. You, you, and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like this is how you die you know and then it starts and it predicts your future and you die with the bear you die in real life that's all i'm saying <laughs> if the bear tells you how you're gonna die that's how that's how it happens and then it actually shows back up to the original thrift store that just, i bought yeah, it at it's needful things. and it keeps getting resold and it keeps yeah and it does it but it's actually that like the thrift store is also under teddy's possession like Ooh. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, mm. it, it actually, Teddy Ruxman is, like, the horcrux that binds that entire store into existence. Yeah. Everything else right. is an actor. Right. You never see anyone right. leave the store. This is the thing. You never see anyone leave the store. <laughs> and when you tell people about it, they're like, what store? Like, that's crazy. And But, like, it's always in passing, so no one ever investigates the fact. The store doesn't yeah. even exist. It only exists to you. It's calling to you. Oh, man. This is... Well, anyway, so I'm working on getting Teddy Ruxman up in running i looked at a lot of youtube tutorials very funny a lot of people try to revive the teddy ruxpin really to um well not to play the tapes that they you know that they actually animate and come with but there was one that i watched on youtube where the guy revives a dead uh teddy ruxpin but takes out or adds to the circuit board with an arduino board okay. and basically programs it you know, no arduino you were like working on an engineering team you don't know what this is i was just, I was just kidding. so you know what do you I know what know an Ardu- all of our listeners will know what an arduino board is it sounds like what a do you board. it sounds like a flux capacitor do you know what an arduino board is are you putting it in the spot no i don't oh so you're <laughs> trying to paint our listeners as ignorant but it is you asking for a friend how dare you Okay, so Arduino boards are basically, um, you know, like a Raspberry Pi. Yes. Yeah, okay, like it's the, like a, the, it's like a, a customizable chipset that you can put and flash and put whatever you want yeah, onto. Yeah, exactly. So an Arduino board is very similar to that, where it's like a kind of a blank slate uh, with you can program it, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. Um, there's different reasons why you would use like a Raspberry Pi versus an Arduino board, but whatever. So this guy takes an Arduino board, ends up programming it so it connects to Alexa. So when it speaks to when he speaks to Alexa, Teddy Ruxpin activates and actually is the one like blinking Get and ma- yeah, out of here, yeah, YouTube That's it, amazing. yeah, yeah. He actually did a really good job, but it's using Alexa's voice, so it's actually kind of creepy because oh, it's obviously not no. Teddy's voice; it's like Alexa's robot voice. That is horrifying and amazing all at the same time yeah so a lot of people actually doing that um to revive it but i'm actually just trying to see if i can get it to like just work at all Yeah, operational yeah um so that's my latest project but uh so yeah that bear is going to read you your future and yep. whatever it says yep. will come true just know that yep and it'll start yep. bright but that was oh the reason i okay sorry the reason i actually brought this up was not to go down this like rabbit hole of actually Teddy Ruxman, but um, but what I discovered as trying to figure out how to troubleshoot it was, so the toy uh, came on the scene, was released in 1985 to major success. Like, they were flying off the shelves. I think it was, like, the toy of the year. Um, and in 1985, do you know how much it was? 
No. You want to take a guess? Eighty dollars. Wow, that's pretty close. Yeah, it was sixty nine ninety five. Wow. And in nineteen eighty five, that's very pricey. Chunk of change. What, how much was the Nintendo con? Nintendo console was maybe a hundred, right? No, it was sixty, I believe. No, those are the was games. it a hundred? Games are fifty. Oh, you're right. The games were fifty. Yeah, yeah probably a hundred. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's almost the cost of like a, a console, and they were um and by with inflation, I think today's standard that's a hundred and fifty dollar toy. Really? Yeah, that t- well, Teddy Ruxpin. Like, how much did Furbies go for? I, were they like forty bucks? I don't think they were that expensive. I don't know. They're definitely not that expensive. Yeah. Uh. So the. The NES uh, retailed at eighty nine ninety nine with no game, a hundred dollars oh. bundled with Super Mario. Okay, Brothers. got it. So, wow, it so was pretty sh- pricey. Stayed it, under the NES console. Yeah, but they were wow. hugely popular. Like, couldn't keep them on the shelves. Yeah, super super popular. Um, and you know, and it was just such a novel, interesting thing. The problem was, was they were marketed. Uh, you know how they have always like the ages, whatever, and up. It was yep. marketed as a three plus toy and you know and it's supposed to be like the books you read along with it and has the cassettes you can buy more cassettes etc even had a friend eventually that came with it grubby it was like a worm that like whatever grubby yeah grubby yeah teddy and grubby so that friend the problem is is that they would break because you're putting this electronic device that looks like a teddy bear into the hands of children and it was heavy the 1985 Mm -hmm. model had four C batteries, so it was like what? a le- it was a brick. Four was, C batteries is like mag lights. It's yeah, like exactly one like a flash candle power <laughs> flashlight. Yeah, so they were super heavy. So kids are constantly dropping them, and so within that year, <laughs> and so they're breaking, and you know, like it's nineteen eighty five technology. Are, kids are just disasters, and like that, that yeah. is close to their body weight at that point. Well, probably. and it's in a form factor that they're used to throwing around, and so now you're yep. telling them that they have this teddy bear that they have to treat like it's a Fabergé egg, and they're like, no, I don't get it. So within that year, the company had to, they opened up a hospital where parents could send in their malfunctioning or broken teddy ruxpins, but the repairs were, I guess, nearly as much as the toy knew. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so they released in 1985. By 1988, they were bankrupt. Really? Yeah. What a what a fast run. Because like Teddy yeah. Ruxpin's were a huge. Weren't they part of a movie? To, like wasn't Teddy Ruxpin? Oh no, Teddy Ruxpin had a show, a cartoon show. or something. Yeah, I had a cartoon. Yeah, and it did get revived in the 90s. I think like they sold the license to Hasbro, or like yeah. at some point the license got taken over, and there was kind of a revival in the mid 90s but it, the bear was a little smaller it used like chips or cartridges instead of cassette tapes and then um and then there was another re-release in 2006 um that brought back the cassette for some reason which is really <laughs> weird uh but it was like even smaller um and it was sort of like a limited run but yeah i mean it was just one of those things where like it was a smashing success like huge success but it didn't scale because of how expensive and fragile it was, yeah. and then parents couldn't justify like the main. It was like getting a Ferrari. It was just like the maintenance was like untenable. It was like ten thousand like, dollars. Why are we doing this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cost is really in the maintenance yeah. beyond the actual yeah. device itself. Yeah, but it's come oh, and man. go. Well, hey, yeah, you and you have you now have a, a true piece of history. I do. Yeah, sitting there just waiting to waiting to be released from whatever Ouija board spirit now. <laughs> But sits and, the... lays dormant inside of it. 
and it just was looking for someone who was willing to take the steps willing, to get yeah, it back a willing, to operational. Yeah, a willing host. As soon as you, <laughs> as soon as you, you get the batteries on and the the the, the eyes a hundred percent lighter bread, uh, and then like yeah, a, a mist comes out of the mouth and just envelops the air, and it seems innocuous at first, like whoa, that was weird, and then yeah, just the paranormal activity three starts in your house. I love the uh, creepy pasta that you're writing. <laughs> Yeah, you're working on it. You're workshopping it. But what we really wanted to talk about was not Teddy Ruxpin or other possessed toys, but about some of our favorite Christmas memes, right? Or holiday memes. The holiday memes that are really going to be, I think, coming around again, because I I really, every Christmas in the meme community um, reminds, or holiday season in general, every holiday season reminds uh, us that we're now long jumped into adulthood and all of the magic is kind of gone and, and replacing it is this, uh, this obvious stress. And of course, like there are, there, there are highlights. It's not to say holidays are doom and gloom. I love the holidays. Uh, but that's not to say that when I, to get the, the Christmas tree that I have in my house to its beautiful state, I didn't curse and kick and stamp for three hours beforehand trying to like twist these stupid these stupid little they always give you these little keys to twist into the base of the of the tree <laughs> and they hurt the hell out of your fingers and you don't know which which ones you need to twist and then the tree starts leaning and you're sitting there and like so Lori is is kind of coaching me through this as i'm sitting there i'm like bark, 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 while my while i'm just being the complete father from the christmas story while he's down there like <laughs> yelling yelling at the furnace rat farts um <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I'm, I'm sitting there twisting the thing and I'm, I'm very obviously pissed. Um, and she's just bringing, she, I just know how much joy she has in her heart for this holiday and how much it means to decorate. So like, that's the joy, right? But like, that's not to say that there's not stress along the way. Um, and so I think all the meme selections from this, uh, this era are kind of like the Grinch ones. The Grinch ones are always big. Um, when you realize that, that you're becoming the Grinch. Um, so there are just quotes from Jim Carrey's the Grinch. Uh, and they're just still frames from him in the movie that say, I guess I could use a little social interaction. I don't know why I, I don't know why I ever leave this place. Am I just eating because I'm bored? Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. Blast this Christmas music is joyful and triumphant. Kids today is so desensitized by movies and television. 6.30, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Help me, I'm feeling. Like, just all oh, of these a lot quotes, of good quotes that you're like, jaded quotes from the Grinch. You're yeah. like, oh, I am the Grinch now. This yeah. is this is who I've become. So I think those are going to be a very, that's going to be hot around the holidays. Uh, very, uh, there's actually, I have a site called ruinmyweek.com open because there's a they did a listicle of best funny christmas memes of 2019 and the very what first word? one what did you say list listic listicle what is that you've never heard no i've never are heard you kidding that. i've never heard that word it's like what buzzfeed's entire existence is based on listicle is a real word it is wow it's a noun a piece of writing or other content uh presented wholly or partly in the form of a list wow i just thought it was a list why do they they want a whole they because it's published. CLE at the end of that. Well, because it's an it's an editorialized list, right? Oh, okay. Like they're curating it, and they usually have. Gotcha. So like it would be like a a genre of journalism. So like expose, yes. narrative, listicle, listicle. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. a portmanteau of list and article. Wow. Damn. I learned. Wow, you're learning. Yeah, learned so much this today. Is a, this is a growth oriented day today. <laughs> uh, so the very first one is. Um, can we listen to something else besides Christmas music? And it's a side-by-side of Grinch for some <laughs> reason behind the wheel of a Bentley. 
Mm-hmm. And then sure. the right and the right image is of a vehicle presumably driving or abruptly parked and a woman falling, falling out, out of, of the door. Yeah, just, obviously, I think it's him yeah. kicking her out of the car, it seems. Oh, geez, that's, that's the, terrible. That's well, it, it's very funny, though, because it's like, as if like you eject yourself. Um, but I, I do have sort of an axe to grind with this listicle, if okay. if I may. They're not memes. So, yeah, are you open? Did you have it open? Yeah, I have it open. Uh, oh, yeah, you got, okay. They're not memes, right? Some so of them the number are just two interesting is, tidbits. Yeah, just funny tweets or whatever. So this one was, so this year we bought a 20-foot Christmas tree and cut it in half so it goes through the roof. On the left is a picture of the full tree. And then on the right, the family mounted the top half of the tree onto the roof. Like, Which, by the way, is awesome, not, but it's not a meme. That's cool. It's not a meme, and it's really upsetting to me that ruinmyweek.com is trying to posit some of these as memes when they're really just like flash in the pan, it's like just human an interest interesting stories. Thought, yeah, it's an interesting. Thing. Number three is interesting though because I do think this is a format. What do you want for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Me colon, and then the two pictures just being like banal <laughs> items, like an instant yeah, socks, pot socks and some and toothpaste, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or something. Yeah, or like an electric toothbrush. So I think That's that actually meme, could be a That's potential good. meme. Yeah. Um, oh, the gift my mom deserves what I can afford to get. The, the gift my mom deserves is a castle, obviously, and then what I can afford to get is a candle that is lit that says Merry Merry Christmas, Mom. It, it's, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> That's even actually even better. better. Yeah. That's a meme. Um, uh, I like number six because it's sort of using a meme to make another meme. Hmm. Right? So Mariah Carey on December 1st, but it looks like The Undertaker. Undertaker, yep. Undertaker coming yep. out of the casket. Coming the out of its of casket. Yep. Yeah. Furiously. Like, my time has come. <laughs> right. Uh, but but I feel like, 1st. it's so true. you know, The Undertaker, I'm sure that's used as its own meme for various situations. Mm-hmm. And then Mariah Carey on December 1st, you could maybe swap in any. It's it's very much relevant. The, the caption to describe Undertaker is, I have been summoned. Like, that is yeah. very much yeah, the yeah. obvious appeal yeah. here. And Mariah Carey, which, by the way, I learned this weekend the highest selling Christmas album of all time by a wide margin. Chris, you didn't just learn that. We talked about it in our episode last week. I just learned about that last week in our last episode. <laughs> oh my God. Was that something I took away from my 1am listening set? I have no idea where I got that, where I got that piece, but I think so. I must've, yeah. it must've been ingrained in my brain. So I remember yeah. information. I just don't always remember where I got it from, which by the way, I learned from Anne last week that it was the number one, <laughs> selling Christmas album of all time by a wide margin. Yep. And I had I have as much disbelief now in my heart as I did then, which is why I think I refuse to retain where it came from. Because <laughs> like, oh, we already engaged in this whole Backstreet Boys back and forth, right? Yeah, in sync thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, was- yeah, so anyway, I, you know, I just... Oh, hey, uh, Distracted Boyfriend. Me on November, yeah, 1st. There, yeah. Me on November 1st looking at Christmas as he's passing by. It's Santa Claus. And then the girlfriend is in Thanksgiving pilgrim outfit. Uh, and yep. it's, yeah, it's no, yep. as soon as November 1st hits, it's all about Christmas, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, some of these are proper memes. And some of these are just like human interest things. Yep. Yeah. They're uh, typically when you think of a meme, it's going to be <laughs> what? Okay. No, go ahead. No, no. You you have something we're worried about. No. Okay. Here. So I went. <laughs> well, so. So I went to the next page and I don't know that this, this isn't a meme, but it did make me laugh. So it's um, a picture of a wrapped gift using a let it snow wrapping paper, mm-hmm. but it says maybe using let it snow wrapping paper wasn't the best idea because the thing that the gift that was wrapped was so small that it says tits now. 
Which is so good. And another one was when you run out of Christmas wrapping paper and it's happy it's happy birthday wrapping paper and they wrote Jesus <laughs> under all all of it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, those are good. Uh it's those so good. good. Yeah. So those are I think Christmas memes are obviously gonna be heating up, I think, but they're all gonna be callbacks here unless something big happens, which I don't I mean no one can really foresee, but um I think we're gonna see a lot of Grinch, a lot of elf. Um, wait, there's a Drake one. Can I, I don't no. know if we're going to see more of it, but can I talk about this Drake one? So it's the tried and true. No, yes. Drake yep. format. The no is when the weather outside is frightful and the yes is, <laughs> but the fire is delightful. so delightful. Yep. That, oh, that's perfect. Choice. Absolutely. That is perfect. perfect. Um, yeah, I think that that kind of takes us through. We're, we're at 90 minutes. Yeah. Wow. We did it. As long as normally our prep, so this is, um, I feel like we've just moved our prep into the actual episode, which is, yeah, which is perfect. So yeah, more magic, magic. as they say, chemistry. As your dad says, can you see if your dad would be willing to give us like feedback or like a recap or like just like his feelings after each episode? No, because he'll, he'll. I I love my father to death, father, when you, when you inevitably hear this because you subscribe now, uh. I love him to death. He is a very, he's a fantastic coach at heart. I just know he loves me so much that he, he would probably not give like the, the harsh feedback in those moments. But I don't, well, I don't I want harsh wrong. feedback. No, but I don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm just talking like when you sent me the recap of your conversation with him, like the Grinch, my heart grew three times. <laughs> like it genuinely made my day, it, it and so that's what I want as well. It, yeah, I I just want to get compliments. He did tease. Maybe maybe he could be a guest one day on our show. <gasps> so maybe we could work that out. Oh man. Okay, our people get, will call his people. Where we get our yeah we we get our our solo super fan musto on the show. Oh one man! Of my, one of Nobody's my got more humans. memes than me. I, <laughs> Do you think we could get that guy on the horn? <laughs> oh, totally! Oh my god, I could have a meme war with anybody and destroy him. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched this, <laughs> listeners, uh, go out and uh, look out, uh, look up uh, in YouTube, my father, the Facebook addict, um, and it is probably one yeah. of the greatest documentaries of a gentleman who fancies himself to be the the, the a pioneer of memes, a pundit, a meme pundit, as it were. Uh, in the Facebook universe, and he claims he can have a meme war with anybody and destroy him, and I've done it. <laughs> and they're like, "Who is this guy? How's he? Have, where does he get the memes he's got?" Like, oh, he's just so genuine. It's perfect. Yeah, and it's like it's a like complete with the computer being in like the kitchen, in frame at all times. He's on like, it in frame at all time, and he talks about how he spends like six hours a day on Facebook. It's like it's it's amazing. He, he you gotta wa- it. He equates it to having a weapon arsenal that he doesn't want to use, but he will if he's pushed. And like he's like, I have categorized <laughs> memes. He's organized it like, oh, it's just watch. Hard it in is, general, it is. It's perfect. The, it's like a two minute trailer that gets like the funny, the funniest quotes. Out, but there's a 10 minute documentary that is just is it is not time wasted yeah it's um, perfect so yeah. on that note watch that perfect viewing with your family mm-hmm. wow. um, continue to review rate subscribe tell your friends and we will see you same bat channel same, same bat, bat time, time next week great see bye ya.